This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Despite the ships having launched only a few weeks ago in spring, it's somehow the holiday season aboard the Oz-9 which may be due to either the wormhole or the fact that the barely sentient rutabagas crewing this ship really can't count. In any event, it was decided that those awake aboard the Oz-9 needed a holiday, not Halloween, and celebrations would ensue. So all the turkeys were pardoned, obviously, because here they all are. Gifts were exchanged. Le Bichon Frise, for example, gave everyone a card granting, quote, one free pass from death by nasal irrigation, unquote and songs were sung beneath a festive chain of Leet's missing shirts, which then promptly went missing again. Not even one? It's not my fault. Probably some mad pod zombie made off with them and is building a nest. A sweet, Leet-scented, cozy little chest nest with plaid wallpaper. Computer! All right, all right, enough bellowing. What's happened now? I hiccuped again. Oh, for... hang on. Could you maybe eat a bit slower? We're running out of silly string. Or perhaps Dr. Von Heebie-Jeebies could figure out how to fix me. And why would I do that, my boy? You sawed out the frozen Christmas ham in under a minute? And completely destroyed the crew room. Yes, well, I'm not saying some control wouldn't be a delightful addendum to this process. But you must admit that for the thong of the meats, Colin's lasers were much more effective and, uh, dare I say, hygienic than Leeds' armpit method, hmm? Armpit method? There's an armpit method? Yeah, and who's been getting his meals from Leet all along, hey? <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick. Please, no, my boy. The 778 repair bot is still trying to patch the last hole four decks down. What is your stomach made of that it can contain such substances? Is it my fault the computer's idea of a holiday gift is to turn off gravity? Come on, it was fun. It was fun. Bumping into Colin and sending him whizzing down the hallways. It took me 45 minutes of air swimming to get back. And then you did it again. Twice. Well, yeah, that's why it was fun. It was fun for you people. You didn't go spinning in mad circles every time you sneezed. Oh, and here I thought you sneezing, then spinning and screaming and ping-ponging down the corridors was your holiday gift to us. I like the part where he drifted past the airlock and Olivia made the sound of the door opening. <laughs> the look on his face! <laughs> that, that was rather priceless. And through it all, your martini survived. Someday you really must let me take a closer look at that so mysterious substance. Besides... For someone as densely muscled as me, zero gravity is kind of nice. Yeah, says you. You got any idea how hard it is to scrub your giant shoe prints off the ceiling? Oh, all right, Willy Wonka, simmer down. And you, no more upchucking until we find an antidote. Can't you do some sort of analysis of Joe's mop and figure out why it's the only thing that doesn't dissolve? Could we possibly change the subject now? Hang on. Uh, what's happening, Olivia? Cargo Bay 7. Doors just opened. What's that about? Crew to Cargo Bay 7, please. Yes, Colin, that includes you. But only if your stomach's settled. 
No one really knows how many cargo bays there are on the Oz-9. In fact, no one's really sure how many rooms there are. Even Olivia doesn't know the full measure of the ship, only that it's very, very big, and some corners are best left unexplored. The random numbering system doesn't help. There are four cargo bay sevens, for example. This means efficient navigation on the Nine is nearly impossible, and the fact that Olivia leads the crew on different paths nearly every time they go anywhere doesn't help. In the end, they arrive at the same Cargo Bay 7 Madeline is in with no idea how they got there, which, one can only assume, is exactly what Olivia intended. I was just sitting down to review more of my memory films, computer. I hope this is important. Memory films? Why would you do that? To remember more about my husband, of course, so that I can properly mourn him. So far, I've only caught fleeting glimpses of his face, blurry and indistinct. That could be the martinis. I beg your pardon, computer. Such a tragedy, to have the life snatched away so young. Very young. Should you require a strong and manly shoulders for weeping on, I have two. And I am quite used to slapping those mucus. What an utterly graceless offer. I appreciate the sentiment, but I feel no need, or desire, to weep. Nor would I want to have to find a stepladder, should I decide I want to cry after all. Well, if you change your mind, you know where to find these manly shoulders. Just below, and on either side of my neck. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. It's fascinating, isn't it? Horrific, you mean. And yet, I can't drag my eyeballs away. Uh-huh, come on. Kind of cute together. Would anyone like to know why we're all here? Uh, yeah, sure. All of us, uh, except of course you forget two. One and a half. Two. Three, actually. Whoa, where's Cal? That didn't sound like the intercom. It isn't. We've established a permanent comms link, so he can shellfish. Share yeah. my audio, visual, and oral sensory and communications devices. So you're in Emily's head? Uh, sort of. And Miss Olivia, you did leave a right mess of things in here. They tried to flip lead. You're lucky the head you're sharing isn't looking straight up that repair bolt's off. Point taken. And I do appreciate being mobile, more or less. Even if the accommodations are a bit... Uh, unkempt. Uh, sorry about that, Cal. Is there anything we can do? Stick an Allen wrench in Emily's ear, maybe? Okay, first, you know Cal isn't actually in there. And second, he's a bomb! <sighs> Why the hell are you apologizing to the thing that wants to kill us all? He doesn't want to. Do you, Cal? Of course he wants to. He's created for death. He is a destroyer, like moi. You know, you say that, but the only thing I've seen you destroy so far is a sandwich. Ah, uh, but that sandwich will not be talking, will it? I... talking? What? Exactement! Ah, uh, yes. That lovely moment when you know you're making sense, and he's an idiot. And yet, he still clearly thinks he's one. 
So there is this very big, slightly smoking, faintly ticking box, which we are all standing around. Perhaps it is the reason we are here? First, did anyone order anything? How did it get on board? Did you have to sign for it? No, that's what's so weird. The cargo bay doors just opened on their own, like they were expecting it. Is this why Prime is so expensive? What do you think is in there? It's big enough for an elephant. Ooh, maybe it's zebras. Like four zebras stacked two by two. Stacked zebras. You think someone sent us stacked zebras? Well, it's not wide enough for them to stand side by side. Ooh, perhaps it was sent by the Assassin's Guild. Don't be ridiculous. If Lady Trout sent this, we'd all be dead already. Or wishing we were. There is a very clever, very scientific way of determining the contents of this box. As long as it's not a cat. We can't seem to figure out what to do with that one. So what do we do? We opened it, my dear. Oh, no. I don't think that's a good idea. Have you ever had a good surprise aboard the Oz-9? Yes, of course. This was, I was hoping, a rhetorical sort of question. That's what I thought. A captain I know got an unmarked package, too. And it was full of some strange creatures that practically destroyed his ship. What were they called? Uh, Widershins? Primus? No. Hang on. Children. That was it. Oh, for heaven's sake, either open it or send it back out the airlock. No! Do not flip it! What if it's full of zebras? What if it's a bomb? Why would they send another one? In case you're the dud, we all hope you are, of course. No offense. I'm taken. Well, maybe a little. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I have a suggestion which you would be foolish to ignore, because it is a very good one. All right, so much with the bibber babbling. Fine! We have here a metallic friend who is indestructible, no? The soft and squishy peoples, and also moi, can go to the door and watch on the little televisions while the metal man or means or peoples or whatever opens the box. Hey, now, uh, let's uh, take a minute and think this through. Indestructible, uh, it might be pushing it a bit there. I'm game. Humans and the, uh, human adjacent through the doors, please. Yes, with Joe on board, the definition of human has become a bit slipperier, hasn't it? Yeah. Joe's the not really human one I was concerned about just then. Olivia. All right. Emily and the, uh, other one. Open the crate slowly, and at the first sign of trouble, I'll open the airlock. Not that there are zebras. Hey, back off the zebras, Frenchie. They're mine. And I get to name them. Do you mean individual zebras? Or the whole species? The species? Duh. And what name are you planning to give them? Well, I was thinking, since they're horse-shaped and they've got black and white stripes, maybe zebra? Hmm. These make sense. Boys. Oui. Yes. Merry Christmas. Ah, merci. Thanks, Captain Madeline. Now shut up. I believe we have sufficiently loosened the side and can open the this is horse crap. Why are we doing this and not lead? I mean, crate. Gently, boys. Gently. It's full of plague. Or explosives. Or, my God, more fugu. What is it? Oh, can you see? 
Can I kill it? Remove your elbow from my face, or you'll be drawing back a wobla. What is this wobla? An elbow. Backwards. Understand? Oh. Ouch. Be a zebra. Be a zebra. Be a zebra. What is, what is it? it? What is it? What is it? What is it? It's empty. No, no, no. Wait there. I, I see something right at the uh, at the uh, back there. Can't tell what it is though. It. Uh, Looks ominous. Not gonna learn anything out here, my metal chaperone. Shall we gird our loins and head on in? Risk life and limb for that thankless crew? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a real refreshing change. You are a genuine hero, metal man. Well now, it's, uh, it's a mighty kind of you. Right, heading in. I don't remember agreeing. Fine. With me. Well? What the hell is it? It's an envelope. A massive, huge crate with nothing in it but an envelope. Yep, definitely Amazon. Is there bubble wrap? What are you waiting for? Open it! It's a check. How do you know that? He ain't opened it yet. Duh. Guess he has superpowers? No, duh. Because I'm a toff. There's a card as well. You know, you can probably come back in now. Oh, yeah, I guess we can. Are you sure there is nothing else? No peens? No pretty drawings of us from that Lucas Elliott fellow? No traveling to conferences? Ooh, new microphones? No olives? That's the miracle of a check. It's all those things in one slim slip of paper. What does the card say? Happy uh, holidays with love from your patrons and supporters. Hey guys? What the hell is a patron? I don't know. Colin? No clue. Guys, this thing has a fake wall. There's something else in here. How do you reckon we should spend it? Ooh, this is easy. Chocolate. Ooh, and weapons. Don't be ridiculous. Who needs chocolate? I don't know. How about we fix the engines? Random thought? I wonder if we could send our laundry back in this crate. Could we maybe stretch to turning up the heat in my room? Something's moving in here. I can hear it. Uh, hang on. I think I found the latch. So, are we a definite no on the chocolate? The ship could definitely use some new equipment. Kelsey, the Achaculox is fun. I need it to pot! Donna said a couple of guys moved into the burned-out husk of the Oz-13 that never got off the ground, and one of them doesn't have pants. We could send him some pants. I hope you mean trousers. I really think we should discuss weapons. It's the holidays. And what's more festive than really powerful explosives? Well, thank you kindly, miss. I do try to keep the holiday spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Woohoo! Thank you, patrons! As Leet attempts to feed his robotic zebra, the cast of Oz9 would like to join me in saying thank you to our patrons and all our supporters. We truly appreciate your financial support, your reviews, your conversations with us on the Cast Junkie Discord server and on social media, and your sharing your love of our goofy show with others. 
You make this not only possible, but a joy. So thank you and very happy holidays. David Deer of a Ninth World Journal podcast. Alex Kirk from Mysteries and Urban Legends podcast. Angel Melton. Anthony Delapi of Cardinal Sins podcast. Brandy Terry. Courtney Waters. Craig Edwards, the media guy. DJ Silvis of Monkey Man Productions. Diana Wittenbrock. James Jamtess. Dwayne Farver with Manifestations Podcast. Eden and Tom Minucci. Emily Swansound. Daniel French of Woo Fishbonius Sound Design. Frederick James. Hilo Cripaldi. Jessica Vest. Julie Stewart. Kari David. And Karen Heimdall of Y2K Podcast. Kate Walinga of Ignorance Was Bliss Podcast. Kayomi and Greg Yim. Marnie Warner, Mel Hartman, Nicole Aquavella, Paul Nichols, Raymond Morse, RJ Stonecipher of the Ladies of Strange podcast, Stephen and Jazz at Whichever Path, Talon Stradley of Newton's Dark Room, Michael Curtis of The Awkward Screw, Tobias Thorsell, Timothy Raymakers of The Awkward Screw, Travis Hull, the giant squid, and Shannon Valentine Hull, Wilder Goldberger, and Nick Vesselman. You've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Eric Perry as Head One, Joe, and Dr. Von Habesetzer, Richard Cowan as Leet, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Emily, Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Kevin Hall as Cal. Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, and me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator. Our music is by John Faley, our artwork by Lucas Elliott. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. A very happy holidays to you, Space Monkeys. Narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to the trailer for Madame Magenta Sonus Mystica. Hang on, why am I doing my own trailer? Where will the people want to see their star, my dear? No one can see me, Bernard. This is a podcast. Oh. You know what? I should have that deep voice chap doing this. You know the one. What's his name? Oh, the, um, the, the strange the, name. Yes, like uh, a fruit. Red pepper. That's yes, it. yes. <clears throat> In a world where something, something, something. That's the one. Oh, it's quite sexy, Bernard. Oh. Save that for later. <laughs> no, I'm not sure I can keep it up. You've never had a problem before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was a very clever joke. Yes. So I am a very turgid man. You are. I'm going to make a cup of tea. You do the trailer. Oh, right you are. <clears throat> In a world... Earl you... Grey or normal? Uh, oh, Earl Grey, please. In a world where ghosts and angels walk amongst us... Float! They float! Uh, at float amongst us stands one woman, Magenta. Oh, God, my bloody spirit guide's frozen the milk again. It's going to have to be iced tea, I'm afraid. Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, psychic, medium... <coughs> my throat...
Oh, uh, Magenta, I can't do this anymore. Bernard, you won't get nodules. You're not Adele. Well, actually, interestingly enough, that wasn't nodules. That was an exploding polyp. Oh, God. Do you imagine that? Exploding polyp. Anyway, that's not why I can't do the trailer anymore. Oh. Do you mean... Uh, Yes, the angelic manifestation by the dog bed, yes. (sighs) Here we go again. What do you want? From the makers of Mockery Manor comes Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. For all fans of the esoteric. Available now wherever you get podcasts.